from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey, good morning and welcome. Welcome to game time here on a Friday morning. We are glad you're with us. TGIF to you and yours. We and ours as we go around the horn this morning and say good morning to Ward White. Good morning, Ward. How you doing? Good morning. Outstanding. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Tom? I'm good. You know what it is? Game day. It is game day. We got uh, we got some games for you tonight. We'll we'll dive into that as Crawford is in action tonight. They take on Toler, and we'll have that game for you on our sister station, 104.9 FM. Mart will be in action tonight versus Love Lady. We'll have that game for you on our sister station, 99.3 and 1590 AM. So there's a couple of games that are that we're going to have on our airwaves. And, of course, Harker Heights is playing tonight. Avid is playing tonight. And the uh, China Spring Cougars taking on Anna tonight. Uh, <laughs> it's just fun, man. It is just fun stuff. So uh, we, uh, we we got all that to talk about, and there's a ton of other things. Reports are coming out that uh, Baylor is making another move on their coaching staff. A couple of moves, in fact, that uh, Coach uh, Ron Roberts, the defensive coordinator, is uh, – is being let go, as is the uh, one of the secondary and special teams coaches, uh, Ronnie Wheat, who just got here. I mean, literally just got here. This was his first season, and he's being let go. So uh, Dave Aranda not setting Pat. This will be his second coordinator in three seasons. Remember, he uh, he let uh, Larry Fedora go after the uh, after the 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 first season that COVID year, where they went what two and seven or two and eight or something. I don't know. So uh, he's he's you know again making a, a a major staff change when you when you when you fire a coordinator that is that is a major step because then that coordinator I mean you you don't know what what the plan is but Ward a lot of times those coordinators like to bring some of their people mm-hmm. so uh, there there could be a major shakeup yeah I mean absolutely you you're gonna you're gonna see. You could see some more defensive guys uh, on the move. So we'll talk about that coming up in our next segment. A lot of coaching moves going on, and we'll uh, we'll dive into that. Uh, let's see. What else do we have for you? We'll talk some high school football. Greg Tepper's going to be here, and uh, he'll talk about uh, some high school football with us. Ricky Thompson's going to join us this morning. Ricky's going to help us with the uh, the Big 12 and uh, the Big 12 title game, Kansas State and TCU. That's tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Don't forget about that. Uh, so we'll have that to discuss this morning with Ricky Thompson. And uh, we'll also hear from Coach Jacobs. Yesterday afternoon, Matt Mosley had Coach Greg Jacobs on the show, and it was uh, you know just terrific interview talking about the Crawford Pirates football program, and we'll get to that this morning. Uh Ward is going to talk with Kyle King, the starting quarterback for the UMHB Crusaders. He's a young man out of Milano, Texas, and and we'll uh, we'll, we'll dive into that a little later on. And uh, let's see, uh, Kyle Yeomans is going to join us 
on the program. He'll talk some Cowboy football. We're going to cram that all into two hours, guys. I mean, it is going to be fast, and it is going to be furious this morning. And, of course, we got to talk about hoops. we got to talk about volleyball and, and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, first of all, last night in high school football, you had a couple of games, right? I mean, uh, and there was a couple of good ones. Yeah, in three division one, there's the region one championship and the region four championship. Brock won region one over Whitesboro, and that was a rematch. Yes, a district rematch, and then Edna got the win over Lano in region four. So there you go, uh, Whitesboro and uh, Cody Fagan. Their season is done, but uh, a terrific year. I mean, when you're look when you're playing past Thanksgiving, you had a terrific year. I mean, I everybody's disappointed when it comes to an end, whether it's Wherever, whenever it comes to an end. I mean, we talk about it all the time. There's only one team that's going to finish happy. And I'm not talking about happy. The happy could finish happy. I mean, well, they could. Very nice. Did you see how it worked there? Yeah, very nice. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> well, that's that's just part of it. But, yeah, happy could finish happy. But, I mean, every, you know, that, that's just the way it is. But. We'll we'll see and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, nice nice year for Whitesboro. Nice year for Whitesboro. And uh, now Brock awaits the winner of Malakoff and Grandview. Grandview, the Zebras. That's right. So for the uh, in the state semifinals, one of the state semifinal matchups. I mean, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. I mean, this is this is when it's really really fun. So uh, we'll get into that. Uh, Baylor volleyball. Hosting a regional at the Farrell Center, they thumped their opponent last night in the first round, Stephen F. Austin in three, 25-13, 25-18, and 25-15. They're on to the championship of the NCAA regional, the Waco regional, and they'll take on Rice, who won easily last night. And uh, it, this will ironically be a rematch for Baylor and Rice. They played in a non-conference match down in Houston earlier this year, and Baylor won that and th- had swept it, three sets. So uh, there you go. But uh, Baylor Volleyball on to the championship of the Waco Regional to take on Rice tonight. I believe that match is at 7 o'clock. Uh, there is basketball on our airwaves here tonight on ESPN Central Texas. And, and I know that as disappointing as the uh, Marquette game was, and it was disappointing where they played bad i mean they played really bad well they're back in action tonight they got a chance to to get off the mat Ward, you talk about it all the time you're ready as soon as if you have one of those you're ready to throw it in the trash can and go play again Mm -hmm. well they're going to go play again they're going to go play again against a pretty good little basketball program in gonzaga anybody remember gonzaga oh yeah (laughs) this is this was the team that the bears faced in the championship, and so it is Baylor and Gonzaga. And this is the uh, this is the game that they're going to play. I mean, everybody had Baylor and Gonzaga meeting in Sioux Falls, right? Last last summer, raise your hand. <laughs> see, see, just come on, Sioux Falls, really? Oh, that garden spot in November, <laughs> December. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure somebody from Sioux Falls is listening to us now. Go, it is a nice place in December. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. You have a parka. Yeah, you better have that. Yeah. Oh, oops, I forgot my mittens. <laughs> Baylor and Gonzaga, and that is uh, coming up tonight, uh, 7 o'clock for the tip, so we'll have it for you 
right here. I believe it's 6.30 on the pregame, 7 o'clock for the tip as we get rolling here on a uh, Friday night for uh, high school basketball. So there you go. Look forward to that. The Bears are 5-2, and two, and uh, Gonzaga's also 5-2. and two. And So a team from Waco and a team from Spokane, we're going to hang out in Sioux Falls and, and play each other at a basketball game. It's the it's that it's, you know the game is on Peacock by the way if you want to watch it, uh, but it's also right here on ESPN Central Texas with with Pat and John. So let's go that route, shall we? All right, seven oh eight eight minutes after seven. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We get some high school football to get into. We'll dive into the college football news and notes. We'll do that coming up in a couple of minutes. So uh, looking forward to that. You you jazzed about tomorrow? I am. Very jazzed about tomorrow. Should be a, a a good football game. It's going to be a big challenge for the Crusaders. Uh, Bethel's a good football team. They're very balanced. They don't hurt themselves. Very few penalties. In fact, only thirty penalties in the entire season. Wow, that's not yeah, that's not nothing to shake your head at. Uh, so very little penalties for this football team. They don't turn the ball over. They don't hurt themselves. They don't. They're, you know, you hear the term "don't beat yourself." This football team does not beat themselves. You're going to have to go out and win this football game. And so it's going to be a, a, a good test for the Crusaders, but I feel like the Crusaders are up to it. Round three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, you know, a check mark on the side of the uh, crew with uh, uh, hosting this game. What, what's, wow. what's next for UMHB? Should they get past Bethel? If they get past Bethel, then they'll have either North Central, the team they played in the national championship last year, or Ithaca. Those two teams play tomorrow at noon as well. So, are you at home maybe next week? Is that well, a possibility? If if Ithaca upsets North Central, you could possibly have another home game. But if if not, you're on the road probably. You're in Chicago. Nice. <laughs> Chicago this time of year. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, all right. Well, you got to take care of business tomorrow first. Absolutely. And that is uh, that is a noon kickoff tomorrow, 1130 for the pregame. Uh, Ward and John Walleen will have that on our sister station, uh, Fox Sports Central Texas, 1330 a.m. and uh, 93.9 FM. That begins at 1130. Right, uh, on uh, on Fox Sports Central Texas. So there you go. All right, uh, 7 10, 10 minutes after 7 o'clock. Let's get to some coaching news and notes, and we'll do that next right here on Game Time, your first word in sports. Oh, by the way, if uh, we uh, if you miss anything this morning, you can always go back and check it out on the uh, on the podcast. We have a podcast that uh, hits it hits almost immediately after the broadcast, and you can check that out at SyntexSportsFan.com. That's SyntexSportsFan.com. Also, that is where you can catch our high school football broadcast if you happen to be someplace other than uh, in your vehicle to listen. You can go to you can go to SyntexSportsFan.com, and uh, there's links to all of our high school broadcasts. So that would be Mart and Crawford, and so you can do that as well. So keep that in mind. All right, uh, it is uh, 11 minutes after 7. This is game time. A little drizzle this morning, but I think that's going to burn off, and we should have a nice day coming up uh, this afternoon and a nice evening for high school football. So looking forward to that. All right, 11 after 7. We're right back with more in just a moment. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Snap back to Prescott. He's got a lot of time. Only heard here. Deep down the right side. Oh, it's caught at the 45, 40. All season. Pollard, 20, 10. Pollard, Uncle 
Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Colts. Sunday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. A story of first downs and second chances. Meet former pro football player Michael Robinson. I wanted to keep playing, but my feet hurt. And all those big league experts couldn't help? You have access to anything, but none of it worked. Finally, he got fitted with Goodfeet Arch Supports. Let me tell you something. They work. Now, he recommends Goodfeet to... Anybody. If you move, go to the Goodfeet store. Sign up for your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by Goodfeet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace, across from Lazy Boy. Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel & Company, New York. Each piece a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond. TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at TFNBTX.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Go Pirates! Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try the new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted, experience better at BK Ford. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. 
We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Craftsman Cabinet Shop specializes in custom cabinets and doors for new construction and remodeling. Owner David Doris has been in business for over 30 years. Whatever you want, they can build and install. From kitchen cabinets and islands to vanities, mud benches, utility cabinets, bookcases, and more. Located west of Crawford, Craftsman Cabinet Shop. You describe it, we build it. Craftsman Cabinet Shop proudly supports Crawford Pirates football. Game Time is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Your friend in the car business. All right, 716, 16 minutes after 7. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. It started leaking out yesterday, Ward, and uh, there's there's these reports that are out there right now that Baylor uh, and Dave Aranda have decided to make some changes on the defensive side of the football and that uh, defensive coordinator Ron Roberts along with the safeties and special teams coach Ronnie Wheat, are out. And to me, this is not not so much – well, yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. Ronnie Wheat has been with has been with Dave Miranda, not, not, not until this year, but he's been with him in other places, mm-hmm. uh, LSU, and, you know, and he was a an analyst there at LSU and somebody that uh, Aranda has known for a while. But – when you when you talk about Ron Roberts, I, I, I'll be honest with you. If you would ask me yesterday at this same time, who's the safest guy on that staff? I'd have said Ron Roberts. I mean, that's his friend. That's his mentor. Uh, that's his guy, and he's making that move, making that change with uh, with the defensive coordinator position, and. I don't know. I mean, what 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 are your initial thoughts? For me, I just think, is it just about this the performance this past season? Because well, it has to be because in 2021, they held their opponents to 18 points and 345 yards per game. Got to the Big 12 Conference Championship and, and the Sugar Bowl. This year, uh, 370 yards and 26.6 points per game. So, a little less than 10 points per game more. Um, more yardage. So, I I mean, it, I can't think of anything else that it might be other than performance-induced. Which got me to thinking because you're exactly right. First of all, first of all, the football team looked a lot different, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean – I mean, there was there was there was dudes on the football team last year that 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 are playing at a different level. They're playing in the NFL right now. Yeah, just in that this past draft alone, the Baylor Bears they lost Jalen Petrie, Terrell Bernard, Kalen Barnes, J.T. Woods, just to name a few, and not to mention Jaron McVay made that big ta- tackle in the Big Twelve Championship game last year. He he was signed as an undrafted free agent. They lost a lot of really good players, particularly on the defensive side of the ball for the Bears. So that's why I'm curious. You know, and then you say, well, that's part of it. Well, what about on the offensive side of the football? Were they as productive this year as they were last year? You're playing with a 
an inexperienced quarterback. You had inexperienced running backs. You had inexperienced wide receivers. Yeah, they they lost on that side of the ball. They lost players like Taquan Thornton, Abram Smith, Tresson Ebner, just to name a few. Yeah, I mean it was it was a it was a different look, and that's why I'm like, okay, hang on. Does does one season get you dismissed, or is it? Could there be some? philosophical differences. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not in that room. I just found it ironic that, you know, because he's Coach Aranda's always talked about Roberts being his mentor, and, and, you know, I just kind of assumed that he was the guy. And so I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's different. It's puzzling. It is. And, and you know, look, what, what is Dave Aranda's strengths? The defense. He's a defensive guy. Yeah. He came here from from being the coordinator, defensive coordinator at LSU. I I, I don't know. Where do they go now? Where where do they turn? Who do, and boy, I've seen it. Boy, Twitter last night was just blowing up with this guy, that guy, and the other. I mean, look, I, I don't want to get into names. I mean, we we there's a list that could be six miles long. Yeah, everybody's an expert on Twitter. <laughs> I, I saw Gary Patterson. I mean, I've seen them all, you know. Heck, if Gary Patterson would come here, you'd take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, he's not coming here. No. I I, I think he's got an opportunity to be the head football coach someplace, doesn't he? Isn't his I, name still floating around for the UNLV job? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that he's not dissatisfied with what he's doing right now. He may want to he may want to stay in the in kind of the shadows another year. That's Mosley's friend. I would have thought Matt would have been all over that by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that he's going to get that answer. <laughs> yeah, let me tell a member of the media what I'm thinking. Yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll stay in-house, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I promise not to tell Coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, the, look, I saw all kinds of names oh, there's, on there's social media last so night. so many names that float out. Yeah, But uh, you, I'm just curious. I I would assume. Okay. And you know what that does. Absolutely. But I I think Dave Aranda has a short list in his pocket and is probably already has a good idea of what he wants there. There's no question about that. There's no question about that. Every AD has a short list of potential head coaches that they keep. Every head coach has a short list of potential coaching candidates, including coordinators that they have that – these are the, the first three phone calls I'm going to make or whatever the case may be. You're, yeah, you're and, exactly right. And those calls probably have already been made. I, there, and there's no question about that. They may have been made prior to everything oh, I'm, going that's down. That's what I'm saying. If this happens, they, are you interested? Yeah, yeah. They, they already happened before he made that decision, I'm sure. They would have for me. Yeah. Well, I yeah. would have made the call and said, hey, if, if I go this direction, does this even pique your interest? Because if not, you don't go that direction. You don't just say, okay, you're out. Uh-oh, now what? Does You just don't do that. Does Dave Aranda coach the defense in the bowl game? Um, I, yeah, probably. I mean, think Why about not? it. Yeah. Think about it. Why not? And how different does it look in a couple of weeks of preparation? That's I don't a, know. Uh I don't know that he's not going to go there and reinvent the wheel and no. reinstall a, a bunch of stuff. You just don't you don't have that luxury of being able to do that. But it it could look somewhat different. 
So that's that's what's that's what's there now. But it, it will be the second coordinator. I remember Coach Fedora in the first year mm-hmm. after the after the COVID season. Uh, Coach Arandon didn't feel like they were on the on the same page. So he made that move there, and he brought in uh, Coach Grimes and, and Coach Mateos and, and those guys. So uh, let's see what happens on this side of the football. As, you know, again, for me, I mean, you can, can't can you look at the, at, at the offense as well as uh, – the defense didn't perform at the same level. It didn't. And we just gave you about five names and five reasons why. But on the offensive side of the football, did they play at the same level? I mean, did you get I mean, the same? They're on, a, they're on a three-game slide because the offense and the defense it wasn't. It just and wasn't the special on one. teams. It was yeah. It was there's not just one aspect of the game. There's enough blame to go around. That's exactly right. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, the athletic is reporting that uh, that Texas State is going to make the offer to, or has made the offer to GJ Kenny. To, to come up from uh, San Antonio and, and be the head coach. G.J. Kinney is uh, at Incarnate Word, and there's uh, there's that word that, that he may be taking over at Texas State. What do you think about that one? Oh, he's, he will. That That's a done deal. That's that's a great name in, in Texas high school football, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, it really is. His, his, I, I his, can't see him passing up that opportunity. You know what that does for them or, or should do for them? Is put them back in the conversation with Texas high school football players. Mm-hmm. You know, the, and no disrespect to the previous staff, but they were all about going and getting guys from other places. Well, I mean, they had zero scholarships last year for incoming freshmen. Zero. Well, they were out there dancing with all those transfers. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they worked the portal as big as anybody. Right. Trying to do the get rich quick thing and didn't work no it did not did not work blew up in their face they've had two non-losing seasons since since they made the trans the transition and that was 2013 2014 that's it Mm -hmm. i mean so is this going to be a quick fix wouldn't think so I no. think you're going to have to be patient with whoever you put in place, but Coach Kenny will give you an opportunity to recruit Texas. Well, that, that's the thing. You're going to have to hit the road and go get some some players in the state of Texas mm-hmm. and, and maybe elsewhere and utilize the transfer portal when you need to, but you better get some guys that can build a base for you. That's exactly right. I mean, and you may get punched in the gut a little bit along the way while no, you're trying I, to do that. Well, you're going to. You're going to. I mean, this is a process because you're not walking into a good situation. No. You're walking into somewhere that did not offer any scholarships last year. If you have it, you have a zero sophomore class. Zero. If it was a good situation, they wouldn't be making a change. Well, <laughs> no, but still. I mean, this is a really – I mean, he – he left the program in, well, it's in shambles. I mean, there's no there's no base there. There's nothing to go back on. So now you got to figure it out. And, you know, part of it may be that you look at some of those transfer guys and say, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I need your scholarship. And, and you go get the biggest class you can get right now. 
Well, that's a tough, tough conversation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then what'd you think about Tom? Tom Herman landed soft. Yeah, I mean, but you know, go back and look at the totality of what he did in, in Austin. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that bad? No, it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but he he landed. In a job that's not going to be high profile, mm-hmm. it's not going to be high pressured. High pressured. I mean, he's he landed pretty soft, yeah. and he's got he's going to have an opportunity to to turn that thing around. So, some stuff going on this time of the year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about what's going on on the field, and that's the Big Twelve title game coming up tomorrow at eleven, uh, and we will get to that a little later on. Uh, really uh, quickly from the uh, CNC Collision Center text line from the uh, two five four. When I heard about that last night the coaching change it must must have been what coach Aranda has been alluding to all year with getting minds right in the locker room maybe I mean I don't know uh you know I I know one thing he's always talking about doing your 111th doing your 111th and and so maybe maybe that was part of it uh we'll see and then also uh from the 903 this one is good morning gents got to thinking about the CFP and why Alabama should jump over TCU, even if they lose, in the past, the CFP has looked at common opponents, and TCU and Alabama have a common opponent that they both beat. But whose who's win is more is way more than, than Bama's win over UT, uh, one-point win over UT, or the eight-point win by TCU? Well, and again, when was that? Bama's was early in the year. TCU's was late Comparing in the year. Comparing apples to oranges. That's exactly right. And – Look, uh, there's all kinds of things that went on in that game. The Texas quarterback goes down and all, all kinds of stuff. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, Bama does not belong in this game, in the, in the tournament. I, I still, and I keep hearing it again, even Joel Klatt said it yesterday, that even if TCU loses – they still have a win over a top 10 team because Kansas will be in the top 10. They still have that win over mm-hmm. Kansas. So their strength of schedule even goes up with a loss because Kansas goes up. And so they'll probably be in the college football playoff. Now, do I believe it 100%? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you still, you're hearing all, everybody that's the so called experts saying that the strength of schedule is going to play a factor in this thing and TCU is going to get into the college football playoff. Okay. You know what? We don't have a dog in the in the hunt, but good gracious, TCU, go win the game and let's don't even talk about it. Go win the I, yeah. game. I mean, I think and I, I think they do. I think they win. Well, I and I do too, honestly. Uh but, but I don't think it's a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. I think Kansas State's a good football team. And I think they'll come I, I in here and fight okay. like crazy. I do, but I think TCU I think TCU beats them by a couple of touchdowns. Well, you know what? If they do, then we're not having this conversation no, on Monday. Not. And I don't think we will. So, And then again, you know, all that stuff is settled on Sunday at 11 a.m. anyway. All right, uh, 731. We're running a little bit behind. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen today. So we will uh, we'll step aside. And when we come back, we'll dive into some high school football with the uh, regional finals or the quarterfinal round, whichever you prefer. We'll talk about it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. All-Pro Zach Martin tells you about a plan for Sunday night's game against the Colts to salute Medal of Honor recipients. You'll hear from Martin after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. The 8-3 and three Cowboys host the 4-7-1 and one Colts this Sunday night, and it's not just the salute to service game. It's also My Cause, My Cleats, in which players and coaches wear logos and artwork on their shoes to bring recognition to worthy causes. The entire coaching staff and Cowboy offensive line will recognize Medal of Honor recipients. Zach Martin tells you why. I think the big thing we talked about is they, they carry the medal for the people that they served with, and it's not something that was awarded to them. It's something that they carry for their group. They went into, into war with, so to be able to be a part of presenting them, just our cleats, is pretty cool. The National Medal of Honor Museum is currently under construction in Arlington, just a block away from the stadium. With today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. This holiday at Metro by T-Mobile, get a free 5G tablet for the whole family. Wait, is that Luis Fonzi? Imagine even more savings in more video. Calling, sharing every memory. So happy together. Enjoy a free 5G tablet after rebate with unlimited HD when you add a tablet line for only $30. Only at Metro. If congested, customers using greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds plus tax via rebate on virtual prepaid MasterCard after third monthly payment. See store for details. Lockridge Priest has been providing HVAC, plumbing, and electrical services for over 50 years, serving all of Central Texas for your residential and commercial needs. This family-owned and operated company has skilled and knowledgeable technicians to help you with all your heating, AC, plumbing, and electrical needs. Hot season is here, and if you have issues with your AC, call Lockridge Priest at 254-772-0670. That's 254-772-0670 or Lockridge LockridgePriest.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. McLean Stadium hosts a 6A Division II state quarterfinal tonight with Harker Heights taking on DeSoto. China Spring, meanwhile, is in Crowley to tangle with Anna in a 4A Division I quarterfinal. Crawford Pirates look to advance in the 2A Division I playoffs with a 7 o'clock kickoff in Burleson against Toler. You can hear that game on Star 104.9 FM. Mart encounters Lovelady in College Station for a 7 p.m. start, and that game can be heard on Kicker 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. 
There's a rematch of the 2021 National Championship game tonight as Baylor goes up against Gonzaga. Tip-off is 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. All right, 735 coming up in a few minutes. We'll get to uh, Ricky Thompson. Ricky's on the uh, sidelines for the uh, Baylor Bears on the broadcast, and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on, the coaching changes, and uh, also look ahead to the uh, game tomorrow with uh, Kansas State and TCU in the Big 12 title game. Uh, right now, let's talk some high school football. We're going to do our picks for you this morning. And uh, then uh, Coach Jacobs was on the air yesterday afternoon with Matt Mosley, and we wanted you to listen in on some of that. So we're, uh, we're going to bring you part of that conversation coming up in just a few minutes here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Ryan, let's go. What do we got here? So we'll start on our game tonight on Kicker, live from Tiger Stadium and College Station. Mart at Lovelady in the Battle of Unbeaten, Tom. All right. In, 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 I know I've seen the picks. I've seen one pick at 11. I've seen one pick that has Mart winning by 28. And uh, I've talked to Ward. And, and I, I just think this game is closer than, mo- than, than most people think. But I do think – Mart has too many offensive weapons, and in the end, they win the football game over Lovelady. Aaron and I agree. It's not even close. Oh, Mart. oh I love it. There it goes. Then our other game on our airwaves tonight, live from Burleson ISD Stadium on Star 104.9, Crawford at Toller in another battle of unbeatens. This is a knockdown dragout. Make no mistake about it. These, these two teams were in the same district a year ago, and I, – I, Look, they're both undefeated. They're both really good. They both are winning games by huge margins. I'm a homer. I'm going Crawford. I I, I just know how they play in big games. All right. Aaron has Aaron has Crawford as well, but I have Toller. I have the Toller Rattlers. All right, we're splitting this in this department. Like it. Uh, live from Lumpkin Stadium tonight in Waxahachie, Grandview Malakoff in a rematch from Week Two. I, I'm going Malakoff, and, and I think Malakoff pretty comfortably. Yeah, I'd like to go with my grandfather's zebras, but I'm going to have to go with Malakoff. They're good. Yeah, we got Malakoff across the board. Live from McLean Stadium in Baylor tonight, DeSoto and Harker Heights. I'm going DeSoto. Me too, DeSoto. Great run for for Heights, but yeah. I'm going with the, the District of Doom. Aaron and I, Aaron and I agree with DeSoto. Live at the brand new Crowley ISD Stadium tonight, China Spring taking on Anna Ward. China Spring. China Spring. China across the board. Six-man ranks, Battle of Unbeatens, and early tonight, Abbott and Erion County. Aaron and I have Abbott. I, so do I, but this is a more competitive game than, than a lot of people think it will be. Abbott. Burton taking on Granger tonight in Bastrop, Ward. Burton. I think the Panthers' next opponent will be Burton. I, I Aaron and I agree. We will take Burton in this one, and I... Great game in three division one at the new Tomball ISD. Franklin taking on Columbus. Tom, <laughs> this is good. <sighs> I like I like Franklin in this one. Aaron and I agree. Yeah, Franklin rolls. Do they really? Yeah. All right. And another district championship rematch. This this game, keep in mind, was a three point game the first time around. Wimberley taking on Lago Vista and Hutto. Wimberley. Who did I take? <laughs> Aaron and I have Wimberley as well. Oh, uh, I got Wimberley. Wimberley across the board. And then our 10th game for this week, 10-3 and three Monahans taking on 12-1 and one Glen Rose at the Mustang Bowl in Sweetwater. I'm going Great Glen stadium. Rose. Oh, it is. I was just going to ask you, have you worked there before? Yes. It is so much fun. In fact, I've done several Crawford playoff games mm-hmm. uh, in, in the Mustang Bowl. 
It's great a great stadium. place, yeah. Give me the Tigers of Glen Rose. Aaron and I agree, Tom. I'm going Glen Rose. And that is the region finals pickums, gentlemen. There you go. All right, as we mentioned yesterday afternoon, uh, Matt Mosley and Aaron Sexton had an opportunity to catch up with Coach Greg Jacobs. And the first thing that Matt talked about with Coach Jacobs was playing football beyond Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Anytime you can play ball after Thanksgiving in December, that's a great experience. You know, the, the players, all the kids are excited about it. Uh, you know, they, they've worked hard during the course of the week. They know that there's only eight teams left in the state of Texas in 2A Division One, And so, you know, they're looking forward to this opportunity and see what they get done. You know, it's interesting to face Toller here. You get this deep, you kind of start running into the same people. And and yeah. and y'all handled them last season. Obviously, we know about their running back Peyton Brown, who's put up enormous numbers this year. As you kind of have have started to to delve into it, really break down the film with your players and all. Um, is there is it the same system? Is it just their players have uh, uh, have matured some? What has allowed them to be so successful? This season, obviously, they made it pretty far last season. But um, what does this team look different to you than the, the team you encountered last year? Well, I think they're very similar uh, as far as the, the players that are back. Uh, they're obviously more experienced. Uh, they uh, they are executing, uh, you know, I think at a higher level this year than they were last year. Uh, and then, of course. Uh, uh, Peyton Brown has, has gained some size as well since his freshman year, but uh, you know their 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 scheme is very very good. They're well coached. Uh, they're very disciplined. Uh, they're just a sound, solid football team that plays at a high level. And uh, I think the unique thing about this year, as opposed to last year, is how many opportunities uh, you know Peyton Brown has been able to take and been untouched through the line of scrimmage all the way to the end zone. Just really shocking as many opportunities he's had. And uh, a lot of that is credited to their offensive line play because they're really, really solid, really good. Uh, They're very strong, very physical. Uh, So very similar to last year, just a whole lot better at what they do. Talking to Greg Jacobs, uh, coach at Crawford, head football coach at Crawford on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Um, Boy, your team, watching some of those plays, uh, 41-3 victory. And, uh, you know, it's it's, – I think you had a 98-yard drive mixed in there. You've got some high-flying great players, but it just seems like – one of the things I've heard you talking about recently – was the complementary style of football. And if one side's dragging a little bit, the other side picks them up. I mean, you've had some great teams. You've coached on some staffs. Obviously, with Crawford, thinking back to 2004. But does this team, has it, it, has it sort of formed its own identity in that regard, in, in how much they seem to always be picking each, uh, you know, picking the other side up if there's any kind of issues? Yeah, I think uh, that's the thing that marks this team that's unique is is their uh, their unity, uh, the way they play well together. Uh, you know, a majority of these kids play on both sides of the ball. So, uh, you know, they just have a knack this year of really uh, complementing each other. Uh, if one side struggles a little bit, the other side seems to pick it up and vice versa. You know, they're going to do whatever it takes 
to be successful. And they can they do a good job of getting a pulse of the team and understanding the situation. I think and realize, man, we've got to turn it up, or you know, we've got to execute better, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, and and they just do a very good job. They majority of these kids have been playing together now. This is their third year. And so they're used and accustomed to each other. They they know what to expect from each other, and they don't want to let each other down. So that's the unique thing about this group is uh, just their team unity. What has it been like uh, having your son on the staff? I mean, it, it's uh, you you got to coach you know coach him all those years ago, and Crawford uh, obviously had such huge success. Thinking back to two thousand four. And and to watch him go to some other places, learn that you know, kind of come up in the ranks. I would think that has such a there, there's so much pride involved in that. Did did when he started his coaching career, did you kind of always think, okay, at some point, I want to have him with me? And and how did that how did that kind of play out? Because I'm sure you had to find that fine line between not pressuring him to do that, but but also maybe hoping it would happen at some point. Well, you know, it was it was kind of an odd situation. You know, when he got into coaching uh, after he, he played ball there at Angelo State, he got involved in coaching up in Plano and then uh, had an opportunity to go to Lake Travis and work with uh, with Hank Carter there for five years and, and learned a lot of football there as well. And uh, so when the opportunity came, he approached me. I never approached him. He, he, he wanted – to uh, you know, to come back home, and that's what uh, his desire was. He wanted to be able to coach with me, and but I've never pressured him or encouraged him to do so. I wanted him to do his own thing, and he felt like uh, you know this was an opportunity he he didn't want to pass up. Uh, and you know, it, it made me feel proud that uh, he would even consider you know coaching with his dad. Uh, you know, after I've raised him and, and uh, coached him <laughs> at the high school level. Uh, but the the thing that, that strikes me is once he uh, came on board, uh, very knowledgeable uh, on both sides of the ball. He's learned so much uh, uh, football uh, from these other locations that he's been at, other schools that he's been at, and he's been able to share it with the with the with the players, uh, and he gets along with them really great. And so I think I'm just kind of shocked to, to realize, man, this guy has really learned a lot of football and. And, uh, you know, that makes me proud that he's uh, wanted to be a part of our staff and a part of our community again and uh, to work with these young men and young, young women. So uh, it was quite a, a joyous time to, to consider him to be a part of us, and I'm just glad that he's got the opportunity to join us. Your first word in sports, game time, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. It's Baylor and Gonzaga from Sioux Falls, South Dakota this Friday. It's sixth-ranked Baylor and number 14 Gonzaga Friday from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 7 p.m. tip-off Friday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
This holiday season, shop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the Big Finish sales event, get amazing deals on new 2022 Ram trucks. Designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. Ram trucks give you that first-class feel with luxurious leather trim seating options, exceptional legroom, and storage. If we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can build the custom truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in, wrap up some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Everyone knows that Black Friday is a holiday tradition. At Morrison's Gifts, we want to give the holiday shoppers a break from the crowds. Starting now, enjoy Black Friday pricing on select items weekly through Christmas. Brands like John Hart, Consuela, and Times Candles. At Morrison's, you'll find home decor, gourmet items, bath and body, baby, and of course, Christmas decor. Let us build the perfect gift basket and remember free gift wrapping and delivery is available. That's Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Valley Mills in Waco Drive next to Jason's Deli. In Waco, Texas, we love the holiday season. At home, at work, or out with family and friends. It's simply a special time. From all of us at Jeff Hunter Toyota, we're wishing you a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota Quality. Waco Values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. McLean Stadium hosts a 6A Division II state quarterfinal tonight with Harker Heights taking on DeSoto. China Spring, meanwhile, is in Crowley to tangle with Anna in a 4A Division I quarterfinal. Crawford Pirates look to advance the 2A Division I playoffs with a 7 o'clock kickoff in Burleson against Toler. You can hear that game on Star 1049 FM. Mart encounters Love Lady in College Station for a 7 p.m. start, and that game can be heard on Kicker 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. There's a rematch of the 2021 National Championship game tonight as Baylor goes up against Gonzaga. Tip-off is 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank. All right, 7.50 at uh, 10 away from 8. Uh, we are joined now by Ricky Thompson from the broadcast team, the Baylor broadcast team. And, uh, Ricky, uh, first of all, good morning. Appreciate your time. Let's begin with the, the news that's coming out of, um, of, the, uh, of the area that, uh, that there's going to be some staff changes on the defensive side of the football. Are you surprised by that? Uh, not totally, particularly the special teams aspect of that. I thought we really struggled there compared to the year before. Uh, cost us a couple of ball games, guys. Uh, go back to Oklahoma State. And uh, defensively, I think uh, maybe this defense wasn't called exactly the way Dave Aranda would do it. And I don't know what the issue was there, but maybe just 
felt like it wasn't going to get to the point where he wanted it, and he made a change. But I do know one thing, that Dave Aranda's not scared to make changes and try to progress and try to get better, and uh, that that's a pretty bold move, guys. Do you think Dave Aranda has somebody already on his radar? I don't have any clue, Ward. Uh, I know he knows a lot of people across this country, football coaches. The list, uh, I would feel comfortable with that. And uh, I bet this gets done relatively quickly. Ricky, as, as far as the Texas game, let's go back to the uh, to the Texas game this uh, this past Saturday or past Friday, rather. Uh, what were your, your your overall thoughts on that game? Uh, it was a it, it was much like some of the others. I mean, they they played well enough to to be in the football game, but when push comes to shove in the fourth quarter, they just didn't get it done. Well, m- much like three or four other games, winnable, and we weren't able to make the plays to win. And we go back to that. In fact, let's go to defense. And I'm not putting all the weight uh, on the defensive side because that's not uh, an accurate uh, perception, I don't think. But remember, Texas got the ball and ran it 17 straight times uh, after we took the lead. And a football team should not be able to run it 17 straight times on you. And I think that was the difference in the game. And go back to special teams again, 11-yard punt, deep in your own territory, uh, leaving Texas at the 30-yard line. Uh, that's that's not winning football, and you can't do that, particularly against – tell you what, guys, Texas is good. Talent-wise, as good or better than anybody in this league, no question. But uh, they have been and generally are. But – that's a pretty good football team, and we had them on the ropes, and then then they ran it down our throat for the last three quarters of the fourth quarter. As far as the bowl game is concerned, is there a preference within the Baylor football team to? I mean, for, from a recruiting standpoint, would 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 they best be served maybe going to the Texas Bowl as opposed to maybe the Liberty Bowl, or does it really matter? Uh, I, I think it matters. Uh, obviously, uh, Texas Bowl would be much better for fans, uh, for kids. But uh, the other part of that is it's it's fun for these guys that are playing to maybe travel a little bit. And I know uh, the guaranteed rate bowl is in play. That's in uh, Phoenix. Uh, played in the stadium where the Diamondbacks play. Remember, we played there before. I think at that point it was called the Cheez-It Bowl. These things switch around so much. But I think that game's in play, and that would probably be somebody like Wisconsin. And I think that would be a great draw to go to a place like that, good weather, and a Big Ten opponent. Uh, I think that would be super. And I'm, I'm still convinced we can play with anybody if we play. We proved it going to Tech in Oklahoma and winning those football games. So, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to going to a bowl game and getting a win. Can can a bowl game salvage this season? Oh, I think it can do a lot. Uh, it it puts you in a winning season situation. You're seven and six. Uh, that also Ward carries a ton of momentum going into the off season. If you win that last game, 
and then go into an off-season program, that's a huge benefit. And even on the recruiting aspect, to maintain this class, uh, one of the stronger classes Baylor's ever had, uh, they need to hold it together. And winning that game would definitely help that. So, yes, I think there's a lot riding on a bowl game this year, frankly. Visiting with Ricky Thompson from the Baylor Broadcast Team, presented by Alliance Bank. Hey, Ricky, what uh, you've seen Kansas State, you've seen TCU, you've seen them just recently. Uh, what's your assessment of this football game? <clears throat> well, maybe surprisingly, I think Kansas State's better. Uh, but I've thought in my mind that three or four teams TCU played was better, and TCU's beaten every one of them. So, uh, how do you measure it? K-State had them down 28-10, got not one quarterback knocked out, but two. So they were down to a third-string quarterback that's played his only snaps against TCU. So I think that was a huge difference in that game. Uh, I think it'll be a great game, and I, I think Kansas State has every bit of the talent and capability to win that game. Kyle Jones hits the transfer portal. What does Baylor do now? Do they do they look in the transfer portal themselves, Ricky? Yes, I think they do. Uh, I think they'll be very, very picky. Uh, to me, one thing the transfer portal can do negatively is if, if you've got that cohesiveness and team chemistry, uh, it only takes one guy to mess it up. So, it's kind of hard to bring a guy in late in his career and make the switch. Uh, Dylan Doyle uh, is a perfect example of a successful move like that. I mean, what a what a great move that's been for both Dylan and Baylor. I mean, this guy was all conference on both sides of the ball. That's incredible. Uh, just a great kid, a really good fit. And I think if they can find somebody like that, absolutely, that they would take them through the portal. Hey, Ricky, appreciate We're up against the clock. We appreciate your time, as always. Uh, look forward to visiting with you again soon. And enjoy the game tomorrow, TCU and Kansas State. And we'll, uh, we'll do it again soon. Yeah, guys. In fact, I'm about one this evening heading to South Dakota to see Gonzaga and Baylor. So, Are you really? Yeah. Uh, supposed to be nine degrees tonight oh wow <laughs> enjoy take a parka <laughs> don't forget yeah, your mittens <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's basketball and not football you know where I, have to be I understand <laughs> hey appreciate it rick thanks have a oh, great day man. you bet ricky thompson for the baylor broadcast team speaking of baylor broadcast team here's the voice of the bears john morris with today's baylor sports beat it's time now for the baylor sports beat here's the voice of the bears john morris Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Volleyball advances to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Plus, Baylor Men's Basketball takes on Gonzaga tonight here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. This holiday season, shop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the Big Finish sales event, get amazing deals on new 2022 Ram trucks. Designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. Ram trucks give you that first-class feel with luxurious leather trim seating options, exceptional legroom, and storage. If we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can build the custom truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in, wrap up some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. 
Follow Baylor Volleyball all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor-V-Ball. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is dad. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Now for a look at what's happening this weekend in Baylor Athletics. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Volleyball, the number 15 national seed, knocked off Stephen F. Austin last night in a sweep. 3-0 over the Lady Jacks to advance to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Baylor now back in action tonight, 7 p.m. in the Farrell Center, hosting the Rice Owls. The broadcast on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Meanwhile, tonight here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the sixth-ranked Baylor men's basketball team takes on number 14 Gonzaga in the inaugural Peacock Classic. Here is Baylor head coach Scott Drew talking about the Bears looking to rebound from the loss to Marquette, taking on Gonzaga. Well, the good thing is we've been able to come here and uh, uh, you got you got snow outside, uh, but they've made the gym available. So we've gotten a lot of shots, uh, got a good time together where we've been able to hopefully improve some areas. And that's why you play good teams in the non-conference uh, uh, to learn about yourself, learn what you have to w grow in, what you have to improve in. And uh, a lot of times uh, uh, you find out on national TV. So uh, hopefully we're better defensively tonight. Um, Hopefully we take care of the ball better tonight. And uh, most of all, hopefully we uh, bounce back and get a win. We did it against UCLA. Uh, Gonzaga obviously is going to be excited to play us. Uh, cost them their perfect season. Cost them a national championship. Uh, at the same time, you have the number one offense versus the number two defense. Excuse me, number one offense versus number two offense in the country. And... Uh, both of us are still trying to improve our defensive identities, and whoever does that uh, uh, probably have a better chance of winning tonight. Yeah. In a rematch of the 2021 National Championship game, it's Baylor and Gonzaga tonight from here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. On the air at 6.30, tip-off at 7 here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight streaming on Peacock. And Baylor women's basketball back in action Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock in the Farrell Center, hosting Houston Christian. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Have a great weekend. More Monday, I'm John Morris. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active. Fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet Store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. 
Stop by Good Feet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. All right, just after 8 o'clock, this is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And we do say good morning to Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, the managing editor. And, and, and Greg, is it the regional finals or is it the state quarterfinals? It's the regional finals, uh, and, and, and here's why. Because, I th- because we know what these regions look like before the playoffs start. And so winning your region means you are defeating a set amount of people. Like it, it would make sense to call it like the, the quarterfinals. If we were talking about like March Madness, for example, right. Let's say Baylor were to be into the elite eight of, of March Madness. It would be reasonable to call it the quarterfinals instead of the regional finals, because we didn't know what the region was going to comprise before the brackets came out. Now I think that like, like teams have been, you know, coaches have been planning for who they're going to see in the playoffs because they know their past. So we call it the regional finals because we think that winning your region is a, it's kind of your own little mini tournament, kind of of uh, one of these state championship brackets for the UIL are kind of comprised of four different regional tournaments. And so you win your region and you get the right to represent your region in the state semifinals. That's how we view it. We call it the regional finals. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> Greg. Crawford and Toller at Burleson ISD Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're into that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh, heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. I mean, we are if, – if the, the theme of the week is going to be like getting into the nitty-gritty because these, this is a spectacular – matchup that I think maybe doesn't have the name value from the the, the, the the statewide perspective, but should absolutely be at or near the top of everyone's radar. The matchup of unbeaten. It's a matchup of two teams that I think are coming at this from different, different places. I think Crawford has long been the favorite in region two, at least for a while. We kind of viewed what, what they've done as, as awfully impressive. You know, Crawford has, has won their three playoff games uh, by an average just under 40 points. I mean, they have been uh, rolling offensively. The, the things that they do defensively is, is impressive. Well, here comes Crawford, who has, or I'm rather Toller, who has won their first three playoff games by 57 points each. I mean, ridiculous dominance from the Rattlers. And their sophomore running back, Peyton Brown, has been a juggernaut in the playoffs. And that's going to be the real challenge for this Crawford defense. Uh, something's got to give here. I mean, it is a... This is gladiatorial stuff here. Um, I, I, I think, you know, and even... What's so funny is that even if you look at like their common opponents, like there's, there's not really any sort of like there's, you can't draw, find any daylight uh, between them. You know, they have a couple of, 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 of a common opponents, uh, Marlon and Coleman. Okay. Marlon gave Crawford a lot, a, a big scare, right? Toller dispatched them with ease. So you're saying, okay, well, advantage Toller, right? But what about the other one? Coleman gave Toller a big run. Well, 
Crawford handled Coleman with ease. So there's no, there's nothing to separate them. We are in many ways flying blind into this game, which makes us so much fun. I've been riding with the Rattlers for a while. I think that they are perhaps the most dynamic rushing attack in, in 2A Division One, which is going to make them very dangerous moving forward. Um, but I, I don't know. This is a coin flip game, and, and this is going to be a fabulous, fabulous affair out there in Burleson tonight. Does and I want to stay with that game for just a second. Does experience, does that mean anything yeah. when you're at this level? I think it does. Um, you know, look, I think that it, it's it's strange. I would say that uh, if you were to look at, if you were to go back into Dave Campbell's Texas football in the preseason and be like, oh, well, and I don't, I don't have a magazine in front of me, so you'll have to, uh, excuse me. Oh, well, well Toller has uh, seven, seven starters on offense and six starters on defense returning. I don't know that that necessarily weighs in a whole lot right now because at this point, everyone who's playing is an experienced player. I mean, they're playing their 14th game of the season this week. Uh, but, you know, functionally, they are they are a class ahead of themselves. Uh, but I do think that if you're talking about big game experience and you're talking about being on this big stage and playing in games that have uh, the pressure and playing games that have, uh, you know, a big spotlight, I would say that it does matter. And that's where maybe Crawford does have a slight edge. Toller, this is relatively uncharted territory for them, at least recently. Uh, Crawford has played on the big stage before, so perhaps that's an advantage for the Pirates. DeSoto and Harker Heights at McLean Stadium. Yeah. Um, Another really interesting under-the-radar game. It's hard to say it's under-the-radar when it's a 6A regional final, but I think in the grand scheme of things, there's other games that have kind of taken the, the, the statewide hold. But this game's really interesting, and... This is remember this is a rematch of a first round game I want to say last year where uh, where Harker Heights was a real kind of sexy pick to knock off DeSoto and then DeSoto ran out to like a forty two nothing lead at halftime and Claude Mathis texted our Matt Step at halftime and said huh oh, Harker Heights huh um, I mean this is this is uh, um, this, this is so so they they know each other to a certain extent I will say this. If DeSoto thinks this is the same Harker Heights team, they're going to get beat tonight. Like, that's just, that's how it is. Because if they overlook them, this is a Harker Heights team that is better, that is more explosive, that is more capable, and I think more complete. And especially the way that they're running the ball with Rashawn Sanford and Amir Washington, they have been outstanding in their ground attack. And that's going to be a challenge, I think, for DeSoto, who has a run defense that has been vulnerable. You go back to their loss to uh to duncanville and now i'm not here to tell you that that i think that that uh, harker heights is duncanville but at the same time i think they've got the same kind of talent at the running back spot and and duncanville is able to gash DeSoto on the ground DeSoto's run defense has been a little bit suspect and so that could provide an opening for harker heights now i think the other side of the ball is going to be a pretty big challenge for harker heights because this is a dynamic and versatile offense here for uh, for Tosota. I think DJ Bailey has stepped up in a big way. They've of course got the Texas committed wide receiver and John Tay Cook, who they've just kind of hit the John Tay Cook button in the offseason or, or in the playoffs, and it's really worked out. They got a sophomore running back named Tiger Ryden, who has been a real revelation for them. Uh, so that's going to be a real challenge for Harker Heights. DeSoto is your favorite. I think they have to be your favorite, but there are matchups in this game that I think are pretty favorable to Harker Heights. And if they can, especially if they can come up and be like plus two in the turnover margin, uh, they can beat DeSoto. Like they can, they are, they are a good enough team to beat DeSoto. And if DeSoto is overlooking them, 
than especially for what could be a, a state semifinal appearance uh, matchup with South Lake Carroll or Denton Geyer, then then they will then they'll be blowing up basketballs on Monday. The game that I'm going to be doing tonight, uh, Mart and Lovelady, is is and I realize Mart played uh, Centerville in non district, but is this the best opponent that Mart has played this year? Yeah, uh, it's certainly the most dominant opponent they've played. This is this is fascinating stuff for another reason because uh, you want to talk about something you've got to give. These are two of the most dominant teams in Texas high school football. In fact, Mart. Here's a, a note for your broadcast tonight. Mart is the most dominant team in Texas high school football this year. They have beaten their opponents by the largest average margin of victory. They've beaten their opponents by 52 points a game this year. They have been absolutely dominant. Love Lady is the fourth most dominant team in Texas high school. That's all classifications, not just two A division two, all classifications. They have been absolutely dominant uh, this year. And, and, and what I think is going to be very interesting in this one is what does last week tell us? Because last week, Lovelady had got a push from Bryce Carlisle. They were, I think they were down at halftime and had to come back and, and win that game. It's really the first time either of these teams have had to sweat. Is that an advantage for Lovelady, right? Uh, Mart's got the speed. Mart's got Jonah Ross. They've got J.D. Bell. They've got Abram Ross, the linebacker spot. Um, you know, for, for, for Lovelady, you, you, they're going to grind it out on the ground uh, with their, their outstanding running game, uh, you know, led by Davian Skinner. This is this is really interesting. I think that the speed from Mart is going to end up being too much for Lovelady. That's kind of my read on the game right now. But at the same time, these are two teams that have been absolutely dominant. And you're right. This is a real step up in competition for both of these teams that they're going to need to be ready to stand on the gas pedal from the word go. How about China Spring and Anna? Let's talk a little bit about that one before we get out of here. Yeah, champion versus Cinderella here in this one. You know, uh, we we've kind of become accustomed to Anna at this point, uh, but but it's important to remember that this is the best season in program history. Uh, what they've done already is 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 out of no, not out of nowhere. We thought they'd be pretty good, but not this good. And they are rolling. I mean, and, and they have and they have come through. The past couple of weeks, they have beaten Stephenville and Salina, two of the most decorated programs in Texas high school football, and that is an incredible feat. Now they got to go and beat the other defending 4A state champion tonight. Now, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been, uh, you know, they've won those two games against Salina and Steamboat by combining four points, but they don't ask you how. They ask you how many. Uh, of course, I'm going to lean towards Evan Bullock. One question I have in this game is going to be the health of their running back, Breezy Dubar, who only had eight carries last week. And, and I, I wonder how nicked up he is. And, and if he's not healthy, that is a big blow to them because he is really important to everything that they do, especially going up against a China Spring team that looks complete, right? The defense has, has, you know, has been fantastic basically outside of that one game against Stephenville. And then Cash McCollum, a Mr. Texas football semifinal finalist, rather, is in command of that offense. Um, I, think, I think that China Spring's your favorite, especially as the champion. But Anna has proven a lot of people wrong all year. And I think they've got an opportunity to do it again uh, tonight. It's a fascinating, fascinating ball game. Uh, and, 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 you know, Ch Anna has already run through a gauntlet. If they get past this one, then they're going to be a favorite to make it to AT&T Stadium. Speaking of AT&T Stadium, my final thought for you, does Terry Crawford and Abbott punch their ticket tonight and early to, uh, to AT&T Stadium? 
Boy, they're going to have to earn it. I'll tell you, uh, you know, this is a, a taking on an Erion County team that's a pretty pretty amazing story themselves. Erion County actually had not won a playoff game since 1971, and now they are a game away from playing at AT&T Stadium. It's a remarkable story. You know, for Abbott, last week was the first time we really saw them get pushed against Gordon. Uh, as a very, very young Gordon team, by the way. And so my question is going to be what happens when that degree of difficulty continues to go up? You know, for, for Abbott, that's the first time they got socked in the mouth. They survived. They're going to get socked in the mouth again tonight. How do they handle that, especially against an Erie County team who's got a really good defense themselves? I would, again, anticipate a relatively low-scoring affair. I would expect, I would expect that 40, 40-something points wins this game. I know that doesn't sound low-scoring, but for six minutes it is. Uh, I would say that 40-something points probably wins this game. I'm riding with Abbott. They've been my pick since before the playoffs started. But make no mistake, this is their biggest test of the season by, by, by a healthy margin. All right, talk to me about TexasFootball.com. What do we got? Uh, what do we got going tonight? Yeah, we've got a lot going on. Actually, yesterday we broke the Texas State uh, coaching news uh, exclusively on TexasFootball.com that they were going to be hiring G.J. Kinney uh, at Texas. We, we broke that. Mike Craven did at TexasFootball.com. Um, we have got a whole lot. We're, we're covering the, 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 the uh, portal carousel and all those things. But then, of course, at the high school football ranks, we've got you covered uh, from stem to stern uh, with brackets and stuff. And we are we're, we're careening towards state championships. We're already getting ready for, for our big state preview. Uh, and stuff like that, but you can find previews of every of every game this week uh, on TexasFootball.com. What about Bally's? What do you got going this weekend? Uh, tonight, uh, North Shore and Atascacita Volume Two uh, on Valley Sports Southwest, uh, a six A uh, rematch in the in the region six A Division One Region Three final between two teams that know each other very well. That was a three point game the first time they played back in like week eight maybe week maybe maybe week nine um they but they will uh they will uh, tee it up again uh tonight with uh on valley sports southwest and then high school scoreboard live has moved to saturday so saturday night you tune into that greg as always it's a pleasure enjoy the games this weekend all right we'll do take care guys have a good day that is greg tepper uh, managing editor of dave campbell's texas football magazine good stuff Eight sixteen. stay with us more to come as we continue talking sports on espn central texas Recently on Game Time. To welcome in for the broadcast team, Kyle Yeomans. This is a team that has its top-heavy stars like the, the Michael Parsons and the Trayvon Diggs on that, that defensive end of the football, but they've also got depth. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong has eight sacks this year. It's pretty impressive what they've been able to do to find guys like Armstrong and Tony Pollard and Jake Ferguson. It speaks to the depth and the talent level that they have across the board. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. 
The next time you need new tires for your vehicle or any type of trailer, remember 185 Tire and Service. They sell brands of tires, including Toyo, and they have tires for your biggest trucks as well. Their air is always free, but if it keeps leaking, they can fix it. Owner Craig Davidson is an 82nd Airborne veteran and a 1983 Crawford graduate. General Manager Casey Bennett is a 2008 Crawford graduate. 185 Tire and Service. You can find them at the crossroads of Highway 6 and 185 across from 7-Eleven. 254-848-8473. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Everyone at Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac, loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps' Toys for Tots campaign, and they're asking for you to participate. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 9th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy for Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac and drop it in the bed of the 2023 GMC Sierra Crew Cab pickup truck on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 worth of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tom and Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. At Kubota, we want to help you deliver a job done right. That's why we want you to know that new Kubota inventory is arriving daily at WC Tractor. You have work to do. We have the reliable, durable, and versatile Kubota lineup to help you do it. Visit WC Tractor today for all your Kubota equipment needs. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at wctractor.com or call us at 1-888-887-2286. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, take 22. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Man, what a day. We have talked high school football, the uh, regional finals, 
And in 1A, it's the semifinals. I mean, we've got the Big 12 championship game tomorrow. We've got Cowboy football game coming up on Sunday against the Co- – there is so much going on. Uh, there's coaching – there's all kinds of stuff going on. And now we welcome in Stephanie to introduce <laughs> us to hog snorting or something. Oh, I don't hog know. snorting. No. So, um, last night we watched the movie Frozen 2. Have y'all ever seen Frozen the first one absolutely good. not <laughs> well as we were watching it i thought about some you know ice sports or things so today i want to talk about ice fishing it's, all right okay it is very popular in the northern states of well, sure it is. the united states like minnesota they do it at lake mahia all the time they do not there's no oh. ice on there you can't get me today but get this so here's the rules you drill a hole it's got to be rules for ice fishing. Yes, you can only drill. How about down. just surviving and not falling well, in? That exactly. should be the only. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. You're, that's the only rule you need. Don't so, fall in. You drill a <laughs> hole, and it's got to be twenty. You drill down like the hole's got to be twenty feet, I guess, in the water where you fish. Well, what if the ice is not twenty feet thick? Well, no, the ice has to be a minimum of twenty-four inches thick, and the circle has to be eight to twelve inches round. Okay. So that means like a foot, right? <laughs> like in a circle. Anyways. That's exactly what it means, Stephanie. <laughs> they say the best time to do this competition. Or so. Or so. The best time to do a competition. Let me guess, when the lake is frozen. Well, yeah, duh, and when it's cold, but before sunrise, I guess. And then uh, the biggest fish, I guess, and the one that weighs the most, you win the contest. But you can get up to ten. <laughs> what you can get up to ten to twenty thousand dollars for winning in some of these contests, for real. And for real. And they say the best bait are wax worms, bee moth larvae. I don't even know what that is, and maggots. So there you go. Lovely. And it's really, really popular upstate in Canada. Well, that's the only way they can fish in Canada. Yes, because the lakes are all frozen. But they're not frozen in the summertime. No, they're but not. There's people that like to fish in the winter, and yeah. like in Minnesota. Did you ever watch Coach with Luther? Yeah, I did. The and tournament? Grumpy Old Men. Now Grumpy Old Men's got it going on. Did you ever see that movie? He, they had the they little have shack. A, like a shack, they, and that's they got what they do. Yeah, they they those are they sell portable tents for you to go in ice fish in. Hey, and if you got to go potty, you just do it right there in your tent. I'm just saying, you got a <laughs> hole. Then the ice is yellow. No, you got to do it in the hole. Anyways, it's a thing up north. Yeah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I wouldn't do it. I don't like to be cold. The cold is not in my life, Will. (laughs) 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 But anyways, it's a thing. And the the biggest competition is in Minnesota, and it is in January. Well, there you go. Let's go. I I think we should. Ice fishing? No, heavens no. We could go there and then go to Hawaii and watch you zoom down a volcano. No, I'd do that. Zoom down the volcano? I'm not zooming up it. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steph, not thanks. Ice fishing. All right. Happy Friday. Yeah, you too. Have a great day. That is Stephanie from Go sell something. There's only uh, one good thing for ice. What's that? There's only one good thing for ice. Coca-Cola. Cube and put yeah, it in a glass? Yeah, drink. Yeah. <laughs> All right, day twenty-five. Ward, you had a chance to uh, catch up with Kyle King. He's the head. The uh, he's the uh, quarterback for uh, UMHB. The crew t- tomorrow in round three of the playoffs. 
And welcome back to game time here on this Friday morning. I am with Kyle King, quarterback of the University of Murray Harden Baylor Crusaders. And Kyle, how are we this morning? Oh man, we're we're doing great, making it, making it, ready, excited for Saturday, and just getting ready to go. Now you had a game last week in San Antonio against Trinity, a very good football team, and the offense was able to get off to a quick start, but able to sustain throughout the ball game. And a quick hit in the second half kind of separated you a little bit, but able to come away with that victory on Saturday. Yeah. When you look at this offense, how much has this offense grown from week one to where you are now going into the week three of the playoffs? Um, You know, our offensive line is clicking on a lot. So first game of the year, I think we put up 60-something points, you know. So that was a quick start. But, you know, we kind of struggled after that a little bit and really had some mid-season, mid-season offensive struggles. But, you know, our line has really picked it up since the playoffs have started. And they've always been really good pass protectors, but I felt like they've become a little more physical and been run-blocking their butts off. And, you know, that's really helped our offense. Um, getting some guys healthy. K.J. Miller was beat up for a while. Uh, Brandon Jordan was beat up for a while. Jerry Day was beat up all uh, – Brandon Jordan beat up for a while. Jerry Day was beat up for a while. And Jamal Hamilton was beat up for a while. So all our receivers have kind of been through injury. And we're kind of all getting healthy right now at the right time. So I'm pretty excited about it. How much does that help you as a quarterback to have those weapons and have them healthy and and understand not only just to have them healthy, but the way you guys communicate on the field? Right. Yeah, you know, my guys are amazing, man. Their football IQ is off the charts. All, all four, we have four to five of those type receivers like that. They're just smart. You know, they don't, if it's a zone defense, they know where to sit it down. And if it's a man defense, they know to continue running. And, you know, that stuff doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But, man, it's so it's so nice to have as a quarterback. And as far as the O-line goes and communication and stuff, I mean, ever since I've started, every one of these offensive linemen have been starting with me. So, man, I feel like they're, they're family to me. And I can say anything to them and they can say anything to me. And I think that just really helps our team chemistry and helps our offense you know, be pretty successful most of the time. How important is that type of chemistry for an offense to be able to be successful, Kyle? Yeah, I think it's very important because, you know, you see in the NFL, you see a lot of a lot of teams like the, the Cardinals right now. You know, they have a ton of big names on offense. But I just don't feel like they have that camaraderie, you know, and I kind of feel like that's taken a lot of good offenses and made them very average. And, and I feel like a lot of average offenses that have that camaraderie and have that brotherhood have really stepped up and become great offenses. So I think that. To me, that's the deciding factor on whether you're going to be a great, great offense or great, or just an average offense. You know, meet your potential or just not quite meet it. With your offensive line being able to give you the protection, so you can go through your reads, does that give you a little bit of confidence when you're back there, being able to know that you can step up into the pocket and you still have time and not get happy feet? Yeah, my offensive line pass protection is unbelievable. I think I've been sacked twice maybe this year, and you know, probably I probably held the ball too long on both of those so that you can probably account both those to me but man offensive line is they're 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 awesome um me having that them them giving me the confidence absolutely i can get to my third fourth read most of the time and still be untouched which is you know to me that separates that separates them from anybody else because a lot of quarter like when we play teams for instance they don't get all that time you know so i'm very grateful for it when you talk about this offensive line and what they do for this offense and and for this team overall the running game has to be a factor in this because of the fact that you guys love to run the ball. And even you like to run the ball when you get the opportunity. But having that running game to rely on, how much does that help open everything up on the offense? 
to me, that's been the difference in this playoffs. Um, the, the difference between the regular season and, and right now is just how great the run game has been. And man, when the run game's clicking, you can't stop us because even once you come up and you bring your safeties down, we're going to throw some balls over your head. You know, I love when the run game does well because that usually means I'm going to actually throw for a lot of yards too. A lot of people don't don't realize that, but the more we rush for, usually the more I throw for too because just because, I mean, stuff is so open. You can't just load the box up, you know, and if they do load the box up, we're going to throw it on them. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful. We have, we have a three-headed monster running back, Alfonso Thomas, Kenny Cormier, um, and Kenny Miller, and also Montana Miller. So really four solid running backs. So I'm, you know, I'm very grateful for them guys. When you look to your right or left and you see those guys and it's a different number beside you, do you just almost giggle because you know that the capabilities of each one of those four running backs is very comparable? It's Yeah, it's unbelievable. They all bring a different thing to the table, but every one of them is capable of doing everything on the, the really we have three solid three down backs and you know that's pretty rare at the division three level that's definitely rare so we're very blessed with that and you know saturday if we want to be successful i think a big part of it is can we run the ball between the tackles and you know that's something we'll have to see and that's something we kind of hang our hat on to win games you know how much does it help you too to have, you mentioned some of the weapons that you have in hamilton and, and jordan and of course kj miller right. having those opportunities right. do you all, all sometimes find yourself looking around and going, I don't, I don't know who to go to right now because they're all viable options. Yeah, no doubt. And Jerry days is right there with them. You know, Jerry days had a two games this year. Where he's caught three touchdowns and, you know, people forget about him, but heck, he's a player and you know, it's hard. So it's hard for me. I tell people all the time, just joking, you know, the hardest part of me being a quarterback, UMHB is keeping everybody happy. <laughs> I mean, golly, we have so many guys to throw the ball to it. Sometimes it becomes a lot. You can't tell me that they come to the sidelines and tell you, hey, Kyle, I'm open, right? <laughs> oh, no, never. You know receivers <laughs> don't do that. No, you know receivers don't do that. How much does it also help this offense, too? Complimentary football is such a big thing, and having the defense that you have that can, can bow their neck when yeah. they need to, get off the field and give your offense those opportunities, how much does complimentary football, especially this time of year, help you as a quarterback? It's funny you say that. We, we, we preach complimentary football, especially this time of year. You know, we, we take special teams very, very seriously at UMHB, and we haven't played great on special teams in this playoff. So it's actually been something we've, we've gotten our butts chewed on a little bit for, and we're trying to change. But, you know, at this point in the season, everybody's going to be good, and, and, and you've got to be good on all three phases. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to have a good defense, a good offense, but can you just – can you be the team to do all three phases well? And how that helps me is it keeps us on schedule. Um, you know, good special teams usually allows you to have pretty good field position. And to me, as a quarterback, I'd rather start on the 50-yard line than start on the 10-yard line. So it's, it, it plays a huge role in quarterback success, even though the quarterback doesn't have a lot to do with both with two of the phases. But mm -hmm. it, does, it does matter for sure. Well, and the fact of the matter is you have a lot of confidence as an offensive unit, too, because you mentioned you'd rather start on the plus side of the field, but you're not afraid right. to start even at the one-yard line. You've had a 99-yard drive. You've had 80-yard drives, and you've been able yeah, no to, to use some of the clock when you need to and, and understand yeah. the ins and outs of the offense of how it needs to work. So right. having the opportunity to know that you've got – those underneath your belt, been there, done that. How much does that help yeah. the confidence of your offense? Yeah, basically what that boils down to is experience. And everybody on our offense has national championship experience. I mean, we all play in the national championship, and we all actually played. So, yeah, for that, you know, we don't get shaken. I think the first week we went 99 and a half yards in the playoffs, uh, had a drive, start on the half-yard line, score touchdown. So, 
like you said, it's it, we we'd prefer to have good field position, but it's not it's not like when we get back there, we're like, oh dang, let's just not turn the ball over and try to get it out of our end zone so we can get a good punt. No, we expect to go score a touchdown. That's just that's the standard we have. That's the talent we think we have. So, you know, we try to keep that keep that keep that standard all the time. And you know, guys really don't blink on the offense. We're pretty like I said, pretty old group, and we've all seen a lot of stuff. So, I'm blessed to be with such an experienced group. I know you're very humble as a player and as a person, but being able to have the game slow down for you and be that leader on offense, how much does that mean to you? Yeah, I love it. Um, it's something I've something I've kind of always cherished my whole life. You know, it's kind of – people always chase something in life, you know, and I always chase being able to lead my teammates and being able for them to respect me. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just – it's such an adrenaline rush to me is having, having other men respect you and – and we all depend on each other, but you know, as a quarterback, you got to, the offensive success really depends a lot on how you play. Now, like I said, the offensive line plays into that on your success, but, but you know, them guys look up to me. Um, and, and I, I try to take that pretty seriously. You know, I take that pretty seriously because I mean, they're, they're working their butts off every day to have a successful season, just like I am. So, you know, they're not out there to waste their time. So they're going to give their all for me. I'm going to give my all for them. When did it feel like the game had slowed down for you where you were able to get in that zone for you as a quarterback? You know, probably last year. So in the spring season, I only started two games. Both those games were pretty fast. Um, didn't I? Don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't great. Uh, wasn't great in those games. Missed a lot of easy stuff. But last year, probably around, I'll say Harden Simmons' second half was kind of a turning point for me personally. Uh, that was like the third game of the year last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I would say third game of the year last year during the national championship season. In the second half of that game, it's kind of when I grew up and had to either you know, grow up or go home. Cause we were down by 21 at half. And I think that and not, not just as for me, but I think as our offense, that was a turning point in a lot of our careers and kind of got us on a trajectory to go win a national championship last year. Do you have ever have a moment when you're in that huddle on the sidelines where you can look in the guy's eyes and just know, Hey, this, this is the drive for us. Yeah. You know, sometimes in, in I've talked a lot about them, but you look at your O lines eyes a lot of times and man, when they're locked in and focused in, it's just, you go out there, you're like, man, ain't nobody messing with us today. Um, and so usually I can know by the first quarter how sharp we're looking. Now, we've started game slow and then picked it up in the second half before, but I love it when we come out and we're sharp on that first drive. Man, there's nothing like that. You, you know you're, laser, you're focused in and lasered up and you're ready to play football that day. With that, that bullseye on your back, you mentioned the national championship from last year, and there's a lot of guys, in, in fact, the entire offense, but there's a lot of guys on this team yeah that played in that national yeah. championship. I think 30 guys actually got into the game yeah. in that national championship in yeah. Canton, Ohio. How much does no that doubt. help the confidence of this team moving forward through these playoffs? Yeah, um, it's it's pretty big for us, and that's something we kind of hang our hat on is being in, we've been in these games before. Uh, played a Trinity team last week that played us really tough last year but hasn't won a playoff game in a while. So we kind of thought if we could maybe get it to the fourth quarter, you know, maybe we can – use our experience and lean on kind of our guys that have been in big ball games before to bring us through. And that's kind of what we did. You know, we won by seven. Uh, I thought we let some opportunities get away, but you know, credit to Trinity. They played really hard, but I just felt like we had guys that had been there before. Maybe they hadn't, and maybe that wasn't the difference in the game, but it never hurts, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I want to say, I would like to say you said 30 and it is 30, but it should be 31. Um, we had a teammate passed away that right. was playing the Natty last year, this summer. So I always want to give Jackson City his credit because he was a, he was a heck of a player and one of the best teammates, you know, we, we had. So always like to keep him in the loop with us. Big part of that team last year, wasn't he? 
yeah, he was, he was, that was a tough one. Uh, that still gets me kind of choked up thinking about him, but, but yeah, he was a great teammate and he was going to be a great one for us. He was young. His time was coming. He worked his butt off and played on every special teams last year. So, yep. Yep. Jackson City, he's one of the good ones. How, how special is it to get another home game in round three of the playoffs? Because it looked like you guys may be road dogs throughout the playoffs, but all of a sudden you look up and you get a home game. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. And you know, you were talking about the bullseye being on our back. We don't really feel like the bullseye's on our back because, I mean, heck, we were about to have to travel three weeks. You know, they had three teams in the region ranked above us, you know. So we kind of took the took the role of the underdog almost, which is hard to believe coming from a national champion. But, you know, it's kind of how it felt. Nobody really believed in us anymore, it seemed like, after we had dropped that one to Whitewater, which, you know, it, we lost. So we deserve what we got. But, but yes, um, getting another home game this week is awesome. I thought I played my last home game at Crusader Stadium. It was it was, it was a sweet moment, you know, but now getting another one, heck, and I graduate tomorrow, so everything is just kind of falling into place. Well, congratulations on the graduation. You get graduation and then get an opportunity to play for another ring. That's pretty special. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service and Good Feet. Hi, everyone. Brian Reese here, general manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco, wanting to wish everyone a happy holiday season this year. December is New Bike Month as we close out an incredible record year here at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Come see me and purchase any brand new 2022 model Harley and receive a $1,000 gift card to use as you please. Again, happy holidays from Harley-Davidson of Waco. Lockridge Priest has been providing HVAC, plumbing, and electrical services for over 50 years, serving all of Central Texas for your residential and commercial needs. This family-owned and operated company has skilled and knowledgeable technicians to help you with all your heating, AC, plumbing, and electrical needs. Hot season is here, and if you have issues with your AC, call Lockridge Priest at 254-772-0670. That's 254-772-0670 or Lockridge ridgepriest.com in the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. The season of savings is here at Mission Golf Cars with savings up to $1,000 on our remaining 2022 inventory. That's up to $1,000 off the industry-leading EasyGo RXV golf cart, up to $1,000 off the stylish EasyGo Express Cruisers, or save up to $1,000 on the Cushman line of work-ready vehicles for the farm and ranch. Save big on the perfect gift this holiday season, and remember at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Restrictions apply. Shop in store at a Waco location or online at missiongolfcars.com. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas.
All right, it's 842, 18 away from 9. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, and brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Oh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They are moving this weekend, and they will be opening their new location at uh, 2003 South Loop 340 at Highway 6 next to Busby's Feed and Seed, and they will be uh, rocking and rolling in that new location on Monday, according to the Embrys. And, Look, it's going to be the same service, the same everything. They've been uh, they've been doing this since 1943, and at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, they built that reputation one customer at a time, and this new location is going to be outstanding. They'll still offer the uh, best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers. Uh, if you're building a metal building and need some help with a contractor, Pioneer can do that for you as well they also carry all sizes of pipe and again they still got the location in brian and now opening on monday at 2003 south loop 340 next to highway six on highway six next to busby's feet and seeds so check them out and check out that brand new location as they uh they get things rolling at that new locale on monday that's pioneer steel and pipe you can check them out 24 7 at pioneerboys.com all right let's uh, welcome into the program from the uh, Cowboy Broadcast team, we say good morning to to Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good morning. How are we? You ready to roll on uh, Sunday night? Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, your football internal clock is ticking already. I mean, it's already been over a week since the Cowboys played, so it should be time for Cowboys football, right? Well, not necessarily. You've got two more days to wait for it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go and, and excited to get back after it. When you look at what the Cowboys have to do offensively against the Colts, and I know the Colts are not a juggernaut, but it's an NFL team. What do you think that they have to do to just kind of stabilize this offense? Is it the running game? Is it Dak being more comfortable with what he's doing and throwing the ball? Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because you brought up a good point. I mean, this is probably the best four-win team you're going to see this late in the season because they've got pieces. Uh, that defense has a nasty defensive line that's going to try and get after uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, they, there are guys defensively, the first Buckner, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, even a guy like uh, uh, at the second level with Stephon Gilmore. I mean, there's guys that will challenge this Cowboys offense. So, yeah, I think uh, a little on the offensive line for the Cowboys this week to keep Dak upright, continue – give him time to throw the football they've done that the last couple weeks they've done a phenomenal job of protecting qb1 and allowing him uh to really pinpoint his throws be comfortable in the pocket and deliver uh the the strike in order to to complete the pass so i think you're on the right track there ward because this is not a team you should overlook and if you're uh if you're gonna try and hone in on something it's the probably the first key is stopping the run and trying to slow down jonathan taylor on, the, on their offensive side of the football. Uh, but the second one is to keep Dak Prescott upright on your offensive side of the football. Talk to me about the uh, wide receiver room uh, right now. I mean, as it, as, it is, as it is put together today, w- when you look at the wide receiver room, who's there, who's coming back, is, is this w- – where would you rate this, this wide receiver room? Uh, I would say it's a little bit above average. I don't think it's any in any competitions right now to be one of the best in the league like they have been previously whenever Amari Cooper was in the fold with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup because of course Lamb and Gallup are there at the top of the top of the list right now. 
you have some some rotational pieces like a, a, a Noah Brown. Uh, you've got Simi Fajoko that's uh, on IR at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking on current wide receivers' names. It's because it's Cavante Turpin because he plays mostly on special teams. I mean, those are the guys that you're throwing the football to at the moment along with your four tight ends. I mean, when's the last time you've seen an offense – effectively utilize four different tight ends uh, in Jake Ferguson, Dalton Schultz, Peyton Hendershot, and Sean McEwen uh, in the core over the course of not only a regular season, but in every game. I mean, in one game, they're utilizing all four of those guys in the passing game. So uh, it, it, there is a, a depth to it, but in terms of the top heaviness, CD Lamb's been great. I mean, some of his statistics are, are top five in the NFL right now, though it might be uh, a narrative that, he isn't good enough to be a number one. He's been playing like a number one, especially as of late, whenever Dak Prescott returned to the fold. Uh, but I, I think there are some different uh, different conversations to be had whenever James Washington is back in the fold. And then also dependent on if you go out and you sign an Odell Beckham Jr. off the free agency list. All right. You mentioned it. How, how probable is the latter of that? Of getting Odell Beckham Jr.? Yes. Uh, I think it's probable. I, I think there's a chance that gets done within the next two weeks, whether it's the Cowboys or not. Uh, I think there's an, an opportunity for Dallas, and they are very much so in that conversation. Odell Beckham Jr. knows it. I think Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones, they know it. This is a thing where there's mutual interest, which is why it has been a conversation for so long. Because there's, there's a good contingency of Cowboys fans out there that are uh, that are saying effectively uh let's let's just uh let's just stop talking about this until it happens right Let, let's just get this over with and then and then we can talk about it but that's not necessarily the case it's not how this is working because he is coming back from an injury because he is such a big name he can provide enough for this wide receiving core and so it's going to be talked about until it's done whether it's with the cowboys star on the side of the helmet or another logo uh, here over the next couple of weeks. But why is the process taking so stinking long? It's mostly on Odell Beckham Jr.'s side. Uh, it, it's the fact that he's still returning from his second ACL injury. He's 30 years old. It takes a little bit of time for him to ramp up. And I know there's some frustration there, too, of, oh, my gosh, we've been we've been talking about this for months, and, and it just it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's not true. Uh, it, it's going to happen with somebody, but Odell Beckham Jr. is the one that's taking his time because he wants to be ready to go whenever he steps foot on an NFL campus. He wants to play as soon as things are good to go, uh, health-wise. So I think it's more so the holdup on OBJ's part and also just trying to weigh his options because he does have leverage in this situation because he can choose to go anywhere in the NFL. So he's weighing his options. There's a health factor to it on the backside that uh that some are are i guess forgetting to to look at at times uh but it's it's this is about the timeline that i think you would expect to get it signed is here over the next seven to ten days is the biggest problem for this cowboy team right now the penalties uh yeah i would say that's one of the top problems that in turnovers because even if you've been winning games recently outside of the minnesota game uh, there have been turnovers, costly ones, early in the ball game that either put you in a situation where you're playing from behind or put you in a situation where the team uh, that you're playing has a little bit of confidence. So 
I, I think turnovers, early decision making, uh, just getting too over hyped or over amped, and then making bad reads at times. That's that's a huge problem too. But the penalties, I mean, it's a tale as old as the Mike McCarthy era. Uh, that's exactly what it's been like uh, over the last three years. And that's not a knock on on Mike McCarthy. That's just how long they've struggled at slowing these penalties down. I mean, it's been three straight years where they're one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. They're better at it this year than they were a year ago uh, because by this point, this year, their last year, they had already lost that game to Las Vegas where they had, uh, what was it, 15, 14 penalties. Uh, and it was just a, a train wreck defense or not defensively, but a train wreck with penalties. Uh, that's not the case this year. This, this year it's more in moderation, but still there are times when they come at costly, costly moments. And, and I mean, the biggest one is the fact that you, you had a costly one in overtime and a holding penalty against green Bay that, that legitimately killed the drive and ultimately lost you the game. So there's, there's things to, to be said about the penalties. It may not be, uh, the number one problem, and if it's not, then it's definitely number two. Where are the Cowboys with uh, with Anthony Barr right now? I know that they were hoping to have him back a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, he re-aggravated that hamstring injury that he sustained earlier in uh, earlier in the season. He was expected to come back for that game against Minnesota to return to play his former team. The Saturday prior to that game, uh, he, he re-aggravated it in practice, so – I don't think they want to put him on IR. It's not to that point where he needs to go on IR. I think he's still got a window of opportunity to return over these next couple weeks, including this week. He's not been rolled out yet. I think it's doubtful that he would potentially come in and play uh, this week against the Colts, but I think next week is still another possibility with him. But if if you're looking at the timeline, he re-aggravated it last Saturday. So, or two Saturdays ago, I should say. So two weeks from tomorrow is when he would have re-aggravated the hamstring injury. And usually hamstrings are usually three to four or five weeks. So it would take at least another week, depending on how severe the grade strain was, uh, to really get him back into the fold. So I would expect him to maybe be available the next couple of weeks. When you look at the Cowboys and, and what's coming up against the Colts, is Trayvon Diggs and Michael Gallup, are they going to be ready to go on Sunday? Yeah, because they're both been dealing with an illness, but I, I've heard nothing of the sort that they would be out. Uh, everything that I've heard is that, yes, they are dealing with a little bit of a, uh, a non-COVID illness is what the designation is, but they they should be good to go. This shouldn't be a problem without them being in the fold. And, I mean, that's going to be big. I mean, look at Michael Pittman Jr. He's a, a physical, big, wide receiver on the outside. Uh, you want him to be uh, you, you want him to be covered up by Trayvon Diggs. You, you want your best corner, who's been playing great in coverage, uh, to really lock him up and, and to force the football to guys like Jelani Woods and Paris Campbell underneath. So uh, that would be big for Trayvon to, to be back in the fold and then also on, on the offensive side, you don't want Stephon Gilmore to just have to worry about C.D. Lamb. You wonder to be multiple guys back in the fold uh, that he's going to have to worry about with Gallup, and, uh, and hopefully he's available and ready to go come Sunday night. All right, Kyle, uh, tell us where we can find you this weekend. Yeah, you can actually find me. We're taking our, uh, taking our talents out of the studio, and we're going live on site at AT&T Stadium. So, uh, if you're going to the game from down there in Waco, let me know. 
Uh, would love to, to, to say hi, uh, catch a couple uh, moments of the game and, and kind of keep on rolling. But we've got pregame show starting at 6 p.m. Central time because it is a nighttime slot, uh, primetime game. But we'll be out at AT&T Stadium. Depending on the weather, we'll be outside in like a college game day type atmosphere. Uh, and then if, if it's raining, then we'll be inside in a sideline type atmosphere. So either way, we're going to have a lot of fun. I've got a bunch of freebies that we're giving out too. But pregame live, 6 p.m. Central time. If you can't make it out to the stadium, of course, you can watch it online on DallasCowboys.com. Kyle, as always, it is a pleasure, man. Thanks uh, for your time, and we'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboy Broadcast Team. It's 8.54. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, and there's some big doings going on Saturday, tomorrow morning uh, with the with – the, nope, I'm not going to say it. It's a soccer match. Soccer match, yes. Yeah. USA playing tomorrow morning early at 9 a.m., and Wings Pizza and Things in Temple is going to be open so you can view that on one of their many, many big screen TVs inside Wings Pizza and Things. They also are going to sell breakfast pizza mm. until 11 a.m. So you'll have a chance to have breakfast pizza and watch the soccer match at Wings Pizza and Things. And they'll have mimosas for you as well to enjoy the soccer match. So get over to Wings Pizza and Things early in the morning, watch soccer, and then Cruise on over to Crusader Stadium for a little uh, football playoffs after There you that. go. Make for a full day of yeah, sports. How about that? There you go. All right. Uh, 8.55. We're right back for more in just a moment. The season of savings is here at Mission Golf Cars with savings up to $1,000 on our remaining 2022 inventory. That's up to $1,000 off the industry-leading EasyGo RXV golf cart, up to $1,000 off the stylish EasyGo Express Cruisers, or save up to $1,000 on the Cushman line of work-ready vehicles for the farm and ranch. Save big on the perfect gift this holiday season. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Restrictions apply. Shop in store at a Waco location or online at missiongolfcars.com. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service and Good Feet. All right, it's 57. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We got the uh, Big 12 Championship game coming up tomorrow at AT&T Stadium. It's Kansas State and TCU. Who do you like? TCU. TCU for me. I'm going Frogs as well, uh, but I think it's going to be a good football game. And then, of course, tonight we got high school football on our uh, family of radio stations on 104.9 FM. That's 104.9 FM. It is Crawford and Total, 6.30 for the pregame, 7 o'clock for the, for the kickoff. And then on 1590 AM and 99.3 FM, either station, you can find it on either station. It'll be the Mart Panthers 
and uh, the Lovelady Lions. And, of course, that game will be a 6.30 pregame from College Station with a 7 o'clock kick. Did you know, and I know we're up against the clock, but from the did you know department, did you know that Kevin Hoppin, the head coach, has 104 wins as the Mart head coach? The school record? 105. He could tie the school record tomorrow at 105. Currently held by Rusty Nell. He will. All right. So Ward's called it all week long. I like it. There you go. So that'll be uh, that'll be six thirty tonight with a seven o'clock kick, and uh, we'll have that game for you right here on our family radio stations and right here on ESPN tonight. It is basketball. It is the Bears and Gonzaga. Six thirty for the pregame from Sioux Falls and a seven o'clock tip with John and Pat. And Ricky Thompson in the stands. That'll, that'll be tonight as well. All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks for being a part of the show. John's at three, Matt's at four, and we're talking to you from high school football. Mart and, and uh, Love Lady, that'll be on, uh, on Kicker Country tonight at 630.